Hello and welcome to Exploring Axon, a podcast where we discuss Axon and its ecosystem. I am your host and Axonic developer advocate, Sarah Tori. In this episode, my colleague Milan Savage and I will talk about Axon Server. I hope you enjoy this episode and let's have a listen. Hi Milan, good morning, how are you? Good morning, Sarah, I'm great, and you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for joining me today to talk about Axon Server. So um, before we do that, though, I want to know a little bit about you. So can you tell me a little bit about yourself, background education? Where are you, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> sure thing, sure thing. Yeah, so my name is uh, Milan Savic. Uh, I'm currently located in Novi Sad, that's a city in, mm-hmm. in Serbia, northern part of Serbia. This is actually the place where I enrolled my faculty, the Faculty of Technical Sciences. Uh, there I specialized in computer science, and that's the place where I got my master's degree in computer science. And Very that, nice. was, that was some time ago, right? It was 2012, <laughs> I believe, yeah. Okay, not that, not that long ago. Yeah, so that's perfect. And I hear that's a beautiful city, so maybe after this whole situation with Corona is lifted, I can visit one of these days. But yeah, so uh, what did you... Sp- <laughs> Perfect. Can you tell me a little bit about your education? So you you studied computer science, but um, was it specialized in uh, any sort of uh, programming languages? Uh, I know you do mostly backend um, programming here at Axonic. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, actually, it was uh, not uh, focused on any language uh, specifically. We did a lot Mm -hmm. of uh, Java, of course. We did uh, C-sharp at faculty. Uh, Mm -hmm. Uh, there were, let's say, a various range of projects that we did. So it was like software development in general, nothing too right. particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I understand that uh, one of your passions from um, the short amount of time that I've known you as a colleague and also I uh, took a couple of trainings with you uh, is um, talking about Axon Server and Node Clustering, which we will focus on next episode for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, very good. And how long have you been with Axonic? With Axonic, I am more than two years, actually. In March, yeah. I believe next year, it is going to be three years. So, okay. I'm not from the uh, uh, very beginning of the company. But pretty but close, pretty close, though. Pretty close, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, did I understood correctly that um, you were one of the first um, remote hires? Is that correct? Yes, that's true. That's true. Uh, me and Sarah Pellegrini. Are yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I think it's worth mentioning that um, as of right now, Axonic, I think half of the company, we're all working remotely, which is really, really neat. So. Um, it's cool because I get to have these little snippets of, you know, video chats with everybody all over the place, which is really cool. So, um, can you tell me, what do you do at Axonic? I know you do a lot of stuff. Actually, it's going to be uh, a long talk if I have to summarize what, (laughs) what are all the things that I cover. Short switch package. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, let me try to say that I focus mostly on Exxon Framework and Exxon Server development. Mm-hmm. Apart mm-hmm. from that, uh, educating people to use Exxon Framework and Exxon Server, so giving trainings, talking at conferences, online trainings, things like that. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, I'm also helping out our customers to, uh, to use the framework in the way it is the best for their uh, use cases to use Exxon Server, things like that. Right. Very good. Perfect. So um, 
let's dive into Axon Server. And since we um, there's a lot to talk about Axon Server itself, uh, let's sort of focus it on uh, five different categories, if you don't mind. So uh, let's go through a, a little list that um, I have here. So first thing I'd like to talk about is um, Axon Server uh, was built basically to uh, be a, uh, it was basically purpose built for Axon framework applications. Um, and when I was uh, reading more about Axon Server and uh, its beginnings and so forth, um, I came to something that was uh, interesting to me for, um, and uh, that was the explanation of why we use um, uh, Axon uh, Server instead of just any other server, for instance, for um, Axon Framework applications, especially. Uh, so for instance, um, the plain HTTP REST calls are commonly used in microservice ar uh, architectures, um, but they have some clear drawbacks. For instance, they're verbose and slow and um, synchronous in nature. And while the load balancing is possible um, on the HTTP level, um, Consistent routing based on aggregate ID is very difficult. Can you explain that to me a little bit? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, before Axon Server era, let's call it like that, uh, mm -hmm. we had, uh, we still have actually, uh, extensions okay. for the Axon framework uh, to, mm -hmm. to connect all, all of those Axon framework applications to work together in a distributed okay. environment, right? Right. Um, it is uh, easier to have this extension than to write communication between uh, your services manually, definitely. Mm -hmm. However, the configuration part and setting all, all those things up, for example, for the Spring Cloud or J-Groups even, mm -hmm. it yeah. becomes a lot uh, difficult if you have to do it yeah. uh, by yourself. And in right. the end, we just figured out that uh, we are not that much experts in in ex, in sorry in Spring Cloud or J Groups mm -hmm. or RabbitMQ even for right. distributing events, uh, mm -hmm. and we do not want to uh, start working on customization of, of those parts of your application. Right. We thought of okay, Axon framework needs a new player uh, in the scene, and that's something that is actually going to connect all those Axon framework applications. And then right. your Axon server is playing the central part of your Axon uh, ecosystem. And it is mm -hmm. uh, helping you to connect all of those small dots of Axon framework applications. So message routing through the Axon server is done. Uh, we know how to do that based on the type of the message that is being right. dispatched. Yeah. Uh, and also, on the other hand, we had event uh, storage implementations for mm -hmm. uh, SQL databases, for Mongo database. Uh, and we ended up, okay, in Postgres, I have this problem. In MySQL, mm -hmm. I have this problem. Again, we are not experts in MySQL or in Postgres. And we right. just didn't want to do uh, that anymore. So we mm -hmm. uh, thought of, okay, now we need... Uh, specific event storage for those type mm -hmm. of systems. And that's also what Excel Server plays. Very good. So you mentioned uh, uh, messaging, right, within um, or between Axon Framework and Axon Server. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Yeah. Uh, whenever you want to issue a command, receive an event, or issue a query towards some uh, external application, uh, right. That needs to go on the wire, right? Uh, 
Mm -hmm. uh, Axon server is on the other side of that wire and listens to all those messages that your Axon framework is dispatching. And based on the type of the message and based on the handlers that were subscribed to the Axon server from other applications, uh, it knows where to route this message and what is the best application to handle this message. And that's, uh, that's the uh, messaging part of uh, right. the server. Yeah. And so I can um, understand then why we recommend Axon Framework users to use Axon Server uh, in their applications, because that makes life a lot simpler, correct? Exactly. Uh, it uh, requires so, uh, so less uh, configuration when you come mm -hmm. to, to other open source extensions that we offer. Uh, and it basically it knows Axon Framework. Let's say that they are really good friends and it knows yeah. what what one Exxon framework application can do. And if mm -hmm. you want to do something, you just tell it to Exxon server and then it knows where to route your message, who, who can handle that message. And that's the ah. beauty of it, yeah. Yeah, so um, not to get too, too detailed on that one, can you a little bit uh, do a little bit more explanation on how that happens? How does Exxon server knows that, um, you know, which events are coming where or how to store those events, for instance? Yeah, definitely. Or where to store them? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mentioned this briefly, but now I'm going to elaborate a little bit more. Whenever uh, your Axon framework application is starting, uh, it should know the location of at least one Axon server node, and it will tell it, okay, these are the handlers that. So these are the messages that I can handle. Handle. Right. Mm -hmm. I can handle these commands, I can handle these events, and I can handle these queries. And then Exxon Server mm -hmm. keeps that information in its registry. When there is a specific command, then it decides, mm -hmm. okay, this is the application that can handle this command because it told me that it can handle it. Yes. Handle it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So this is basically how it works. Um, when it comes to the routing, all those uh, types of messages, commands, events, and queries have different mm -hmm. Um, routing patterns. For example, for a command, there is only one destination, right? But for mm -hmm. an event, all applications that are that are capable of handling that event are going to right. receive that one. So it is PubSub. Mm -hmm. And for queries, there are different routing types. So maybe I'm interested in only one application to, to give me mm -hmm. the response, or maybe I'm, uh, I want to scatter gather my query and want to receive information from all over the place, whoever can mm -hmm. Uh, respond to my query, or I just want to have one uh, application respond to me and then receive uh, uh, real-time updates whenever that information changed, such as ah. subscription queries. In, in yeah. yeah, yeah, that is really, really interesting. And I'm sure I will come back to you with <laughs> more examples of that at a later time. But um, let's continue with the general Axon um, server um, uh, Connections this time, for instance. Let's talk about uh, uh, Axon Server being client-initiated uh, connections. So what does that exactly mean? In Axon Server, all connections are initiated by the client, and after the connection has been established, the message can be sent from client uh, to Axon uh, Server and vice versa. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, Axon Framework is configured to know, as I said, at least one uh, the, the location of at least one Axon server node, right? Uh, you can configure right. uh, more there. It is right. definitely better because if that server is down, then it's going to be easier for the Axon framework to connect, but let's mm -hmm. leave that aside. Uh, 
and we are using gRPC protocol. Uh, mm -hmm. Basically, can you tell me why? Yeah. 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 Uh, gRPC protocol is built on top of HTTP2 protocol, and mm -hmm. there are definitely some benefits that we uh, that we are using uh, having that gRPC in our uh, system. Uh, that is, for example, it is binary. It is not uh, text as HTTP1. So you can right. use, for example, protobuf uh, for messaging formats. Uh, mm -hmm. That combined with the header compression that comes with HTTP2 uh, results that we have a smaller message footprint. So the oh. amount of data that you transfer between Axon Framework and Axon Server is much smaller. Right, right. yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. So then uh, that means a lot faster too, right? Exactly, exactly. One other thing that uh, adds uh, to this um, uh, speed of, of communication is a multiplexing over a single TCP connection. So that's also possible mm -hmm. with HTTP too. And it, what so you can have over one TCP connection, you have several streams communicating. Ah, okay. Yeah, and that's, it is a two-way yeah. communication, right? That's uh, mm -hmm. right. Uh, in the, uh, client initiates the uh, mm -hmm. connection and then server can communicate to the client, can send messages to mm -hmm. the client or uh, client can send messages to the server. And there's really powerful mechanism that we exploit yeah. a lot in Exxon server. Perfect. And because the client is communicating with the server first, then um, it makes it a lot easier because then the server already knows that uh, a route to communicate with the client back. So then right. that that is established and makes things a lot a lot faster and easier. Fantastic. Yes. Um, can we talk a little bit about um, Axon Server uh, being a handler aware? So for Axon Framework-based applications using, for instance, as we talked about, command handler, event handler, query handler, annotations, um, Axon Framework uses whatever implementation of Axon buses available to register those methods. So um, if used with Axon Server version of these buses, then the client uh, replays the information about the handlers used uh, about the handlers used in the application, and therefore the Axon Server knows which components are available to handle which types of messages, and hence allowing for full automation uh, of routing. And this basically goes back to uh, what you mentioned a few minutes ago about how Axon Server knows how to handle these messages. Um, and everything. So then we, of course, this this was already responded. And uh, uh, if you'd like to add something more to it, that's that's great. But <laughs> otherwise, we can jump to the next section, which is um, easy to integrate. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't have that much to add because it would be uh, too much information. I said for this session. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. In, in the essence, that's, that's that's the thing. Okay, I'm the Axon Framework application, and I know to do these things. I want mm -hmm. to let you know. Please let other people in in the ecosystem know about this. And that's the yes. That's the point. Yeah. That. Very cool, very cool. Um, so let's talk about uh, why is it easy to integrate? So um, can you talk to me a little bit about Axon 3 and then Axon 4? I know we uh, changed a lot of things in terms of, uh, especially with Axon Server uh, and the integration of Axon Server um, as default in Axon Framework applications. Yeah. In Axon 3, uh, there was Axon Server Connector. It is still mm -hmm. there in Axon 4. Uh, yeah. That uh, Axon Server Connector was a uh, dependency that you would add manually to your POM, to your granular configuration, what whatnot. Mm -hmm. So whenever it is on uh, path, class path, uh, it is going to configure a communication towards Axon Server. If you're using right. reboot, it is just like that, a drop and replace. Just add uh, dependency and everything is 
automatically set up for you, right? The only okay. thing that needs to be configured is the location of at least one Axon server node. And that was the story right. for the Axon tree. Axon server connector actually communicates towards, uh, communicates with Axon server. It uses mm -hmm. gRPC. Of course, that the, it is not restricted for you to use Axon server connector, but it is much easier for you. Right. You can build, if you're not using uh, applications built on top of JVM, for example, mm -hmm. you want to build a Go client that communicates with Axon server. We had uh, some situations in the community uh, mm -hmm. regarding this. I'm still not sure what is the outcome of those, but yeah, it's actually Axon server is has an API, gRPC API, which you can mm -hmm. implement. There are a lot of okay. uh, gRPC um, uh, clients that can be used um, here. Then you implement it and essentially that's all you need to do. Of course, it's mm -hmm. not that trivial. Uh, right. However, it is possible. Yes. And that's uh, why Axon uh, Server Connector that comes with Axon Framework plays uh, really nicely because mm -hmm. it gives you all that functionality for you. Right. So, but that was in Axon 3, yes. or is, uh, so in Axon 4, we basically made it a default. So you don't have to use the uh, connectors anymore. Yes, exactly. Uh, not exactly. Uh, in, <laughs> in, Axon 4, in Axon 4, you're still using a connector, but it is a default. Right. Right? Uh, you don't have okay. to do anything. It will automatically gotcha. try to, to mm -hmm. connect to the Axon server. However, uh, this uh, Axon so, Server Connector is the thing that is, let's say, from the beginning of the Axon Server. So we learned mm -hmm. a lot. And by learning right. a lot, we just decided, okay, there are some things that we can do better. Mm -hmm. uh, and with the Axon 4.4, we published right. a Java connector, which is completely separated from the mm -hmm. uh, Axon Framework repositories. Okay. It is a Axonic repository. It is a plain Java connector. So it is plain okay. Java implementation towards Axon Server. It does not mm -hmm. know anything about Axon Framework. But in oh, Axon okay. Framework, you still have that notion of Axon Server connector, which is basically a wrapper around that Java connector. This mm -hmm. Java connector is uh, easier to uh, understand because you don't have to know anything about Axon Framework. And mm -hmm, it uh, right. basically uses as a template for other languages. If you want to build, for, for example, for Go or for some other language, for Rust, mm -hmm. I don't know. And then you yeah. can just take a look at this uh, blueprint of uh, mm -hmm. our Java connector and you can implement your own. Gotcha, that makes sense. So you talked briefly about um, Spring Boot applications, uh, but what about communicating with Axon server directly via open HTTP plus JSON or... Um, gRPC interfaces. Yeah, it is possible. Uh, it is possible. You can, if you're, if you're not satisfied with our Java connector, <laughs> or <laughs> better or be. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or in some cases, you just don't do not need all of that functionality that we provide. Maybe mm -hmm. you just want yeah. to subscribe to the event stream and just listen to live, live updates of mm -hmm. events. Right. You just want to build a small uh, application that does that. You don't need to bring the whole Java connector. Although it is a thin mm -hmm. layer, but you don't have to. You can just yeah. use HTTP protocol or you can use a gRPC protocol that we provide. So mm -hmm. there are two APIs that are uh, provided in parallel by Axon Server. And then you implement your own uh, lightweight connector for really mm -hmm. specific usages of mm -hmm. Axon Server. 
Right, and that's all available on our GitHub repository. I'm, assu I'm assuming, right, for Axon Server. Yeah, exactly. So Axon Server, yeah. exactly. Axon Server API is a public API. Mm -hmm. uh, it is open source, free and open source to use by mm -hmm. Axonic uh, on Axonic uh, repositories, GitHub repositories. So mm -hmm. you can take a look uh, at all um, messages to see. Uh, what you actually need to implement all in the uh, yeah. interfaces that you need to implement. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And um, the final main point I, um, I'd like to address uh, for our session today is uh, distributed as jar file. So um, I think you touched on it a little bit earlier, but can you um, uh, get a little bit deeper into uh, that topic? So for instance, uh, can Axon Server be run on um, premise and also on cloud? Yeah, that's true. Uh, it can be run both. That's why we distribute it as a jar file. Uh, essentially, mm -hmm. what you need to run Server is plain Java, and that's it. You, we give right. you a jar file. If you're using Server Enterprise Edition, then you need a license, of course. Uh, right. but, yeah. <laughs> but in the end, that's just a jar process that you run. And uh, mm -hmm. you don't need to install anything else. For example... Okay. Uh, it can be run, uh, on, as I said, on cloud. It can be run on premise or in some mm -hmm. virtualized in, environment, uh, mm -hmm. such as uh, Docker or even Kubernetes. Of course, mm -hmm. with Kubernetes, you have to be a little bit careful because it uh, has to be a stateful set there. It is essentially yeah. your event store. It's your database. And you don't want uh. to move your database a lot, right? You don't want to move yeah, the location yeah. of your event files a lot. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. why it is advised to be a stateful set. We have some guidelines uh, how you can run um, Axon server in Kubernetes environment, for example, for mm -hmm. Docker as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, I think there, uh, there are several blogs that um, several of our colleagues have um, published on that. So it's, it's also available on our uh, website and also, um, I believe, on our website. Uh, no, I want to say developer portal, but that's that's to come a little bit later. <laughs> but yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, ahead of, I'm ahead of myself a little bit. Okay, great. Uh, and can we talk a little bit about um, what came before Axon Server, actually? What were the uh, basically the, the starting points of Axon Server? For, for instance, um, I read about uh, briefly about Axon Hub and Axon Database and uh, uh, Axon uh, Event Store. So can you tell me a little bit about those? Yes. Uh, well, Axon Server is basically a child of Axon Hub and Axon DB. <laughs> uh, firstly, we started yeah. by developing Axon Hub and Axon DB as two separate products. Axon Hub yeah. is responsible for message routing, and Axon mm -hmm. DB is responsible for storing your events. Okay. However, the usage pattern of those is that our clients would purchase both of them, <laughs> mm. and then uh, we didn't have any clients to to use only Hub or only DB. Uh, yeah. The maintenance, I mean, the deployment of those, you, now you have two components that you have to take care of, mm -hmm. and it is not that convenient. In right. the end, what we did, we just created Axon Server that is Axon Hub and Axon DB together. Right? Mm -hmm. So it we is, basically just merged them together. Exactly. Now you have only one, uh, one um, part of your system, uh, one right. component that you need to take care of, to deploy, mm -hmm. and, and that's it. That's why yeah. we introduced Axon Server. Mm -hmm. That's that's really that's really interesting to know because I I had read about Axon Hub, but then I didn't exactly know what it was, and I knew Axon DB was the basically the event store. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's exactly. it's really nice that you clarified that. It's really great. So um, 
Before we close for today, can you um, touch on Axon Server Standard Edition and Enterprise Edition? Yes. And definitely. tell me a little bit what those differences are. Yeah. So Standard Edition is um, basically mostly uh, intended to be used in development, uh, mm -hmm. not so much for production environments. Yeah. So Excellent. for main businesses and things like that. Yeah, of course. Uh, Excellent. Yeah. Uh, a server standard edition uh, basically gives you opportunity to run only one context, uh, mm -hmm. not more than one, which is usually yeah. not enough in real life scenarios. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can run only one instance of that uh, Exxon server. It is not right. really good for fault torrents. Right? Mm -hmm. With Exxon server, you have a possibility to have a multi-context environment. So mm -hmm. when you are um, segregating your domain into several bounded contexts, for each of those right. contexts, you can create a context in Exxon server to resemble mm -hmm. that, uh, that uh, structure of your application. I see. When it comes to availability, uh, you can have Exxon Server Enterprise Edition run in clustered mode. So you can mm -hmm. have mm -hmm. more than one Exxon servers uh, in, in your system. This definitely mm -hmm. um, gives you the better availability. Mm -hmm. uh, your data is replicated across, right. across those nodes. So basically, mm -hmm. data safety is improved. If you have yeah. a minority of nodes down, your cluster still can function and your data is there. It is not lost. Right. It also gives you different node roles. So you can have, for example, backup uh, nodes in your okay. in your system, active or right. passive. It really depends. You can mm -hmm. have a secondary nodes uh, that are, for example, when you want to uh, your event store is getting bigger, and the space that you need to store all mm -hmm. those events just increases. Uh, you want to have a secondary node and to mm -hmm. Um, move old events that are probably not going to be read uh, that frequently to move to the secondary node, for example, uh, mm -hmm. on the cheaper uh, hard disks and things like that. Yeah. Since now we are having a cluster of nodes in Access Server mm -hmm. Enterprise Edition, uh, we can improve on horizontal scalability. So not uh, all communication is going to go through one node. Uh, as mm -hmm. in Exxon Server Standard Edition, but you can scale the commu scale communication across all Exxon Server nodes. Of course, when it comes to the uh, writing of event transactions, that still has to go through, uh, through the one uh, node called uh, a leader of a cluster. We'll talk about that, I believe, in the next session. In the next episode, yes, definitely. How, how this uh, works internally. Uh, that, that we cannot scale, but everything else can be scaled. Reading of the events, routing of, of other messages can be scaled out. Uh, yeah. uh, there is also one uh, thing that I would like to point out when it comes to the Exxon Server Enterprise Edition, and that is yeah. the balancing of uh, tracking event processors. Mm -hmm. Let me give you an example. Uh, yeah. You're running an application that proce uh, process the uh, events published by mm -hmm. uh, various applications and now you figure out that there uh, there are more events to be processed so you need to have right. more instances of that application processing uh, those events then you can uh, use Exxon server to auto balance uh, those tracking event processors uh, 
uh, automatically for you. And it's a really nice feature. It can uh, uh, scale up, scale down your mm -hmm. threads available for processing, uh, sorry, not threads, segments available for processing uh, those uh, those events. And it's really it cool, cool feature. You don't yeah. have to do anything manually, things like that. Yeah. Uh, and we will are... delve deep into that next time for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and those are the main points that I would um, uh, stress out. There are definitely more uh, differences, mm -hmm. but these are the most important ones. Awesome. Very good. Thank you so much, Milan. Uh, this was a really, really great session for me because uh, Acts on Server was sort of a. Um, thing sort of in the distance that I didn't know so much about and now I have a much better understanding of it so I really appreciate that I'm glad yeah. I'm glad yeah yes thank you so next time for sure we're going to talk about um Axon Server Enterprise Edition mainly and uh, the clustering of nodes and everything so um we'll definitely delve more uh, deeply into that subject um would you like to add anything at the at the end that maybe I didn't cover well, when it comes to the basic uh, information about the uh, Axon server, this is, I believe that we covered everything and I wouldn't add anything to spoil this perfectly uh, agenda, perfectly aligned agenda. <laughs> All right. Oh, you're too kind. All right. Well, I wish you a fantastic day and I will speak to you very soon. Have right. a great day. Uh, have a great day too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I hope you liked our talk. Please join us next time as we delve deeper into how Axon Server works, as well as clustering in Axon Server. Thank you for listening and happy coding.